0: Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. Welcome to Bluebells Forever. And I am thrilled to say I have my first sponsor, which is Ellie Wickett with her wonderful brand. And let me tell you a little bit about it. Bluebells podcast tells the stories of showgirls from around the world and is now telling the story of showgirl brands. This episode of the Bluebells podcast is sponsored by E-Barely There Show Underwear. This is a brand made by a showgirl for showgirls and any dancer searching for an affordable and perfectly made Show string to wear under all the fishnets feathers and glamour e barely there show underwear is a must-have necessity in any performer's wardrobe visit e there show and follow e underscore barely there on instagram enjoy the show joining me today for the second time is savannah hanel and so the first time I interviewed you with, with, was with your mother, Karina Burgess, and we did the mother-daughter, um, like mother-like ba- daughter, because I thought that was such a wonderful story. And I was at the reunion seeing all those pictures of your mother putting that headpiece on, and didn't realize until we did the interview, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys were the mother and daughter in all the photos. And then um, we've, I had you teach heels, you with your mother and your aunt, for my studio. We had a class called Heels from Paris, taught from Down Under. And all three of you guys are just like the best of the best, like just so glamorous. And my students loved it so much because you didn't just like put heels on a jazz combo. You really broke down the the line, the refinement and the the beauty of it. And so I know they're super appreciative. So to get to interview you.
1: I'm I'm happy we could help and be a part of
0: that. No, It was was a wonderful, wonderful day. And so I've been watching you because that's every time I do an interview with someone I follow on Facebook and like, I like to see what they're up to. And so the word she creatives industry would, and it took me a a little bit to figure out was you. And then I got really excited because it, I interviewed a few people, all of yours will be coming out close together of these wonderful, brilliant dancers who are not just beautiful and talented, but also like very smart and creative and in the middle of a pandemic, creating new works, new businesses. And it feels I guess it's someone else. It almost feels like being, um, oh my gosh, that's all the word defiant. Because if we're just supposed to sit, like, but no, to make so to make new life, to make new creation, feels like defiance. It's like, no, we are going to keep making beauty, making making community. Like, there's so many things that are that are um, I think need to be showcased of what's actually happening that we may not all know that maybe you know, we want to celebrate that new things are happening. And if you go back to the leader or not, you've, you've made, you've birthed something you're creating a grandma, you, you made a baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. and, it, and it's finding what you're passionate about and you know, what you want to help people with and trying to, for me, it was trying to create something that would make a positive difference right now during this pandemic, you know? So,
0: yeah. Can you tell a little bit, because when I interviewed you before, we were kind of splitting time between you and your mother with your careers, and you did tell a little bit about your audition and getting hired on your birthday, which is such a great story, and hopefully people <laughs> will go back and hear that, but can you just, if no one heard that one or if they want to hear, can you just tell a little bit about your life as a a, a, a Bell? No, a Sublime? Are you a Sublime? Are you a Belle? Yes. so Sherry, I call myself a swing, so I do... Uh, all the roles.
1: So I'm in the bluebell line and I'm also in the nude line, sublime and principal. So oh my gosh, it, it changes every night, which keeps it in interesting for me. And, you know, it doesn't get so boring as it does, you know, if I'm doing the same thing every, every single night, which is great. I really enjoy that. But yeah. So basically I just, I auditioned on my birthday. It was a private audition. I got hired that day. So it was the best birthday ever.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I know, and we are we are friends with um, some of the management from the Moulin Rouge. So that evening, we went and we watched the show at the Moulin. So it was a nice way to finish the day off. And then I came back to Paris two months after that. So I went home, I came back, and then I started. And then quite quickly, Jane was Jane, my boss, Jane Sandsby. She was um, incredibly supportive. And she saw something in me at that stage that I didn't see in myself yet. And she progressed me within a year up to principal, which was, I was so humbled. And it's just, I I, I still look back and I think it's a dream, you know, because it was always a dream to work in Paris, but I, I never realized that it would all happen so quickly once I got there. So yeah. And then I've been working there Um, since the past two years and then obviously now it's been a year that I'm home because of COVID and everything but yeah it's been a wonderful wonderful experience and I hope that we can go back to it this year.
0: Yeah me too I just I'm so excited for you guys and I think i probably say it to everybody I interview that's in the current cast like I want to be in there with a good seat and just celebrate everybody that I've interviewed and everybody I haven't interviewed yet and just celebrate that you get to do it again and in the meantime like I know you why did you go back to Australia? Like some people stayed in Paris, but because you're from there, to just like that was the obvious choice was to go home and wait this out. That's not a little flight. No, it's not a little flight. <laughs> it's
1: not <laughs> at all. It's so long. But yeah, so being home in Australia, you know, with my family, I was actually home before COVID hit, so it was naturally a d- decision to stay here and not go back. So that's why
0: I. In here and you per, you just performed with your aunt is that true I think I saw pictures of you guys together in costume because Australia is doing better than a lot of places so can you tell a little bit about you're not at the Lido but you're still getting to do one of these huge beautiful shows what was that I, like
1: it was so beautiful we it's called Cabaret de Paris and we did the show on New Year's Eve so to celebrate 2021 which is what I needed to be doing at that stage (laughs) and we performed at the casino which is here on the Gold Coast in a beautiful theatre it's quite big and it was it was practically full that show that evening which is amazing because people are so hungry for entertainment again you know and so my auntie Marissa Burgess she's the star of that show she's the main lead so she sings there she sings beautiful French songs and And it's all a show to do around Paris, you know, um, everything like that. So the cast was quite small, but they were all from Moulin Rouge, Lido, Europe. So it was a cast that had all been that had all been working professionally in her home. And it was nice to because some of the girls I and 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 boys in the show I didn't yeah dance with so it's nice to meet some new people as well and it was it was a big success and a great way to start the new
0: year wow so yeah that's uh, for all these people that have downtime but australia is doing better than a lot of places right did you have to was there any regulate regulations about mask or how far apart the audience sat or was it just like a regular show with no restrictions and well when i came in
1: um before the show started for the rehearsal what I saw was when I walked through the the audience was that every second row was blocked off. Okay. But then apparently when the show started, it wasn't. So I'm not too sure what it was like when, when we performed, but you know, they, the casino are very good like that. They try to space people out, but I think you know, it's better now. There are no cases here on the Gold Coast.
0: So it's quite safe. So it wasn't such of a, a big issue here. And you're rehearsing together in close proximity. You're probably dancing right next to each other. That's oh, right. Yes. We, I so work. ready for those days. <laughs> I know. Wow.
1: It was so wonderful to do that again. And you know, to get the body back into
0: action. <laughs> how, how was that? Cause it's hard to keep working out and training when you're at home for some people, but were you keeping your body up this whole time? Like work, doing your ballet at home or working out or, or is like, Oh crap, I have a show. I better start getting in <laughs> shape.
1: <laughs> well, before COVID hit, I was dancing every day. And then COVID hit and I was actually quite good with my workout regime. I, you know, did a workout every day and everything like that. But then the longer it went on, it was hard to keep motivated for so long, which is normal, you know? So I did become normal
0: for a while. For a while. <laughs> She's doing quotation marks.
1: <laughs> Yes. And now I'm back into it, you know, before the show started, I started my training up again and everything, but Basically, everybody's different. You know, some people have been doing Zoom classes at their home and things like that. I haven't because it's quite difficult. You know, I tried to do that, but the screen kept cutting out and just technical issues and errors and stuff like that. It was very, very difficult. But now, you know, I go on 20 minute runs and I go to Pilates and I'm back at ballet class now and everything like that. So, also because we were in lockdown before the show happened well it was kind of still a little bit of isolation period where and also because of christmas so there was not much going on at that stage i did go to the gym and you know i did practice for the show so i ran the show a couple of times just for the cardio and and yeah that was fine
0: how did it feel to be on stage again
1: a bit nerve-wracking to be honest was it I was scared about pulling over. That's my only thing. <laughs> um, I was like, don't pull over, you're in heels, don't, yeah. But no, everything was fine. It was great to have the adrenaline again and have the music pumping and being a part of bringing the music out in your movement and just putting a
0: smile on the audience face, you know, so it was wonderful too. So they must, they just go crazy for you guys. I'm just thinking they must've been so happy to have live entertainment.
1: When the, when the show started, you know, all the lights are going and we're behind the curtain and all of us behind, uh, yeah, who started on the stage, we said to each other, we love you, we'll be fine, we'll rock this, let's go, like, come on. And and then when the curtain opened, we, uh, we start in beautiful big feathers and headdresses and everything like that. Showgirl, very showgirl. And the audience went, oh, they are... <laughs> and then we started and and it's funny because it's such a big audience that we didn't hear if the audience enjoyed it so much or anything because it was so big but they did but because we were on the stage we didn't hear so much during the show but apparently they all had a fabulous time so oh
0: man oh were you sore afterwards or had you been ready to go? Because I just think of like, my muscles are not going to do what I expect them to do if I'm not doing the show every night.
1: That's right. Sherry, I was sore, let me tell you. <laughs> but I, for Christmas, I got a magnesium, like magnesium bath salts. So
0: I had a magnesium bath afterwards. And then I was <laughs> they really helped. They really helped. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I interviewed, it'll probably come out before yours, but Kaylon and then Rivarte together. And I actually bought their membership and I'm, and I normally like have to make myself work out. I would swim and walk all the time, but in the winter time, like to, you know, I could look on YouTube, but I look forward every day to the workouts. And I was, and it was, um, Emma was talking about one of the workouts is just for ankles and feet. So when you're in heels, you're not falling over. I'm like, I think everyone's going to need that. Cause if we're going to go out and see shows and not wear our slippers, our ankles are probably you know, I'm just walking around barefoot and in, in, you know running <laughs> shoes all the time. So when I put heels on, I can't imagine I'm going to be very sturdy. So even just getting like we think of like our back and our legs, but I'm just thinking when you talk about like, oh, my gosh, I'm sure my feet would hurt so bad from wearing heels again after having a long break it, from wearing it, it, them. Balance
1: as well, you know, from flat feet to being in heels. I remember I didn't put heels on for a uh, Couple months or something like that, and then somebody asked me to teach a class, and I was like, okay, I better prepare, you know. So I put my heels on, and everything, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm completely off, you know what I mean, completely off. But it comes back quickly; your body remembers. So that's a a yeah,
0: that is nice thing that muscle memory. And you did such a fabulous job with the heels because it I wanted people like watch how this is done. It's not just putting heels on; it's how you pull up the legs and all three of you did such a good job of like where you're working from. And like the corrections weren't like, yeah, you're fine. Like, Oh, actually, no, pull this up, pull this in. There's nothing worse than seeing an open bevel, open leg bevel. (laughs) And it frustrates me here
1: in Australia. People think, you know, show girls, you put on a costume and, you know, you walk around and it's not that at all. It's a specific art form that needs to be done properly and it's very difficult to get it to such a such a high standard, you know. And when I went to the Lido and I was dancing with all these beautiful girls, and then when I went soloist in principal, I was around, you know, the the Sublimes, and just looking at the way they work in heels and the way they still can bring out their specific style through their movements in heels. It's really hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's time, so. And I, I actually asked them a couple of times, I said, how do you do that? How do you find your style? And they said to me, you know, Savannah, it takes takes time and you need to experiment as well when you're on the stage and, you know, you evolve as a dancer when you're doing it every night as well. So you have that opportunity to grow in that area.
0: So, mm. I loved when I interviewed your aunt, Marissa, how she talked about being backstage watching your mother. And she'd watch all the facial details, like the performance. And she'd want she'd study them and she was just in such awe of them. And it's funny how many people I've interviewed that talk about her being that to them. Like they would watch her like, because I watched the videos when I was getting ready for the heels, like some live, some of the show videos, like there's something so special, but all three of you have that. And it is different than just watching a bunch of really pretty girls. Like there's even you guys are teaching in your living room you know, that there's not, you're not on stage, you still have that. I'm like, this is, this is not just put on this face, put on this heel. There is something that has matured in you. And it's just, you're all three very different, but it was really fun to watch you teach. And on my little screen, you know, with all the different squares, I'm like, yep, 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 yep. There is something that Uh makes me pull in to watch, like, what is so special about this person? It's not a put on face. It's not a character. It's just this being present in your body and, and regal.
1: And I hear from many people that have seen my auntie and my mother dance on the stage. They say about my auntie that she was incredibly amazing in the fact that she could captivate an audience just with her eyes. Oh, yeah. She could just move her eyes and captivate a whole audience. And she was also very sexy on the stage. She was very classy but very sexy, you know, every man's dream. And my mother... They say when she was at the Lido, she was like a butterfly on the stage. So she was more kind of floating, elegant, beautiful. um So very different from my auntie in the fact that, you know, my auntie was beautiful and sexy, and my mum was more of a pretty butterfly when she performed. Oh, and wow. then me, I'm different again. I don't really know what my kind of style is, but I hear people say that, you know, I have a energy and I'm I don't know actually what they say but I I'm I'm different again I suppose and because I you know am still what quite young
0: I suppose my style will evolve as I get older as well so Hmm, that's gonna be interesting I'll have to come see you on the stage and then I'll tell you okay I'll (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll report back because I that's one of the things I noticed more and more because when I performed, I had, didn't really know what stage presence was. Like you do your ballet recitals and everybody kind of has either the same super serious ballet face or somebody will do a cheesy smile. So when I saw people do it, I couldn't quite put my finger on like why they were so different. And then I really started to observe. And I think it does take a little while, like what what you evolve into. But when you're around so many great people, you, you don't want to just be plain and you don't want to copy. And, and yeah, it's there's... there's
1: feeling I feel... I feel... It's also being about feeling, okay, let me start again because I'm <laughs> trying to get this out. It's about feeling confident in your own skin. So even when the music is heightened or if it's fast music, it's it's feeling confident in your ability to do the moves, but not just perform them, to do it in your own way
0: as well. So, yeah. so, so- I think there's, so. you have to match like where your arms are, all the levels, how high you kick but if you matched all your energy and your personality, it would be super boring. You could just be like, you know, when you cut and paste and just put all the dancers, like no, there is so much freedom to, to find out who you are. I had a friend that worked with Bob Fosse and she talks about hi, uh, him and some of the other, like working with Gwen Verdon about how you have this secret that you want to have people come in to see. You don't just, because some, some of the dance now is like, Wah, and you just throw all your energy out there and the audience is either like, whoa. Or there's not much there, but there, I just love, or like you, they, she's like, you have a hummingbird, like, like making all this energy, but you're not throwing it out there. And I'm like, I love hearing from people like, because people like, well, tell me how to perform. Like you have, you have to find that Inner. Did you feel like you found it right away when you got on stage? Or like you said, you're still no, growing.
1: No, it took me a while because some nights, you know, I'd perform and i give my energy out to the audience, always out. And then I think it was my mother, she told me, Savannah, there's another way to present yourself. It doesn't have to be you give your energy completely all out and there's nothing left for you at the end of the show. Or you can reserve it and it's an energy that comes within. You don't need to spray it out. You just hold oh. it in and you dance with that energy inside you and um, of course it also comes out but it it makes your performance completely different mm. so i i do that more now i i give but then i also hold some for me too so it's it's a kind of a
0: give and take in that sense yeah i think it's almost like there's something intriguing that i want to know you more as opposed to like yeah. wow well, thank you you just gave I, that to me in the first account that's exactly
1: so. it's, it's, yeah it's a kind of um
0: you want to share only what you want to
1: share with the audience. So if you share everything, that's great, you know, but some other people want it to be a bit more mysterious and to keep them guessing a little bit. So, oh, love yeah. That.
0: So before we move into your new creation, I have a question about your mother who lived this life for so long and your auntie were you like really ready to hear everything they had to say? Cause it's also your mother. Cause we talked about her being your ballet teachers too. Cause I think, you know, when you're a teenager and your mom gives you advice. You're like, yeah, what do you know? <laughs> Whatever. Like, I don't know if you were a and- teenager, but like, yeah. when does it get to be like, wait, she does have something valuable to give me. Or yeah, this is also my path. I feel like,
1: and it's not just my mother and auntie. It's also my father and my other auntie and my uncles. Um, they were all in this business, right? They were all there, either at the Lido or the Mulan. So wow. um, they all have their own stories. But it's funny because when I went there and I experienced my own story, but in the same building and I just, it's very different, which is maybe not what, you know, you want to hear, but my life and everything like that there, I am doing what they did but in a completely different way I feel um yeah. in a completely different routine and everything like that but it's funny because when I work there I know that they worked there before me so I feel that even if I'm there over in Paris for myself they're with me because they were all there and I know which lodges they were in at the leader mm. I know exactly where oh. they work and at the Moulin, I'm not too sure about the lodges backstage, but you know, I know where they were when they were there. And, and you know, they do give me good advice on how to navigate, you know, through that. But, um, yeah, it's funny. I've been on my own journey as well.
0: So it's nice. Mm. Yeah, because I could see how when people compare, like, or when there's two sisters, like when we talk. Uh, Marissa like how they could, could compare them but she said they didn't feel the competition they both found their own way They yes, compared but... to your mother but also there's enough time in between and the style of the show is so different so that probably also gets to like enhance what you already like just the style of contemporary and jazz has changed from when they did, did these shows so you that's, that's maybe it opens up for you to have your own but still appreciative because I think you know if they've got advice you have to be in the right space to want to hear it too <laughs> and right. maybe you're like yeah I got it figured out thank you or like yeah actually I can use that
1: yes and recently I was over at my aunt's place and I was showing her a solo that I do in the show sometimes and she was giving me corrections on how to do it better and oh it was so amazing I was like can you take me please just for a couple days and I'll go through everything in the show and you tell me how to you know make my performance better And there's I feel maybe I'm a bit biased, but there's no one better than my mother and my auntie, you know, to to help you become the perfect showgirl. I love it, you know, they just, my auntie's analyzed every single piece of history um, at the Lido and um, at the Mulan at the Lido, and so is my mom. So they have that background knowledge. And so when they say something to me or to other students, you know, it's really beneficial. So
0: that's really Hmm. nice. That's great that you are actually open to it. That's got to be like, I'm, you know, finding your own way, but it is you, you got there. I mean, your mother was probably a wonderful teacher and you've had great thing, but it also to go, I did this like, that's also your hard work and your dedication and your personality and all the things that make you, you, if you balance that together, it's a wonderful thing. Cause I think some people won't listen to, you know, advice or help. And, and, uh, some people you know. kind of get stuck in the shadow of somebody else. I was a bit scared
1: actually at the beginning because it was a lot of pressure, you know, of my, my family, they uh, have done extremely well in their career. You know, they're all respected in their different fields. And so when I came, I felt like kind of, all right, all eyes on Savannah, what can she bring to the table? When I, when I went there, I just was like, okay, Savannah, all you can do is work hard and try the best that you can and And then I was rewarded for my efforts and I appreciate that, you know, I wasn't just given it because I'm a part of them. No, I had to to work very hard, you know, for a long time to be able to make it there as well. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say because some people think, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, oh, that's easy. You know, you're always destined to do that. Well, not really, because if you didn't put in the effort and hard
0: work yourself, then you wouldn't have gotten there. So, Mm -mm, Yeah, I've heard. I just, uh, Leah um, Dominiac's episode will come out next week, and she talked of. Talk about her nine-hour audition and how many people audition. And then they don't just do Paris, they go to other countries. So the fact that you even make it through that one audition, but then they're they can go anywhere and find the best of the best. So, like, wow, you have to go, oh my gosh, I'm selected out of hundreds of dancers. So that definitely they're not going to put you in there just because they know your mother, because that doesn't look good for anybody.
1: No, and it's not even that at all. You know, they want to see if you can dance properly. <laughs> right. That's a plus. So your yeah. father was an ice skater? That's right. So he was at the Lido for 10 years, I believe. With um, My auntie, his sister came in and out because um, she worked in other places as well. But they they worked there for a very long time. And my uncle, Mehdi, as well. He had a, they call it, Icarist Act, so foot juggling. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So Michelle Rios and Mehdi Rios the Rios brothers they were called Uh, worked at the Lido too and the Moulin Rouge as well Um, and also other venues in Paris and all over the world so they were all there at the Lido and then at the Moulin it was my auntie Marissa and also her husband so my uncle Ben so he was working there as well with his own acts and yes so (laughs) it's, it's insane it's I'm, I'm super proud to be a part of my family and, and possibly bring something of my own to the, to the
0: team. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you've been around performers and you probably heard stories and you've been around so much talent and we can use that as our little jumping off place of what she creatives um, yes. about why you did it. Cause it kind of, uh, yeah, like this, this whole way for, uh, there's room for everybody to shine and we want to realize there's enough and we don't have to be competitive but also how wonderful it is when artists lift up other artists um so i yeah so when i heard you like well let's lift up this artist because she lifts up other artists so can you tell like during covid like was this something that like was an epiphany or like something that's kind of been a slow brewing idea to do this and then please tell us what it is because we have everybody hanging on the edge you're like what is it she created
1: <laughs> well to start off um, we use social media for our own personal benefit usually, you know, we all have our own profiles and everything like that to promote ourselves. And I thought during COVID how, because all performers are not working, our industry has shut down, we're in lockdown, we were in that, in that time. And I felt this whole kind of depressive uh, feel to that which is normal you know Mm. working all the time and then nothing and then just sitting there you know kind of in our own homes or apartments or wherever we were and there was nothing going on and so I felt I went through some mental health issues there I'm Mm -hmm. not going to not going to lie it was very very difficult um and so I was thinking oh my goodness how can I turn a negative situation into a positive situation So I had many ideas in my head, but I wanted to focus on professional artists at the core of whatever project I wanted to do. So basically I have done interviews with 20 industry professionals who are home right now here on the Gold Coast. So they're all Gold Coast performers and they all had to come back because of covid And I wanted to do interviews with them because I feel like artists were dismissed and, you know, our industry is not seen as essential. And that made me quite mad, actually. So I wanted to prove how we are essential and how we are strong and how we are, you know, we trained for so long to be in this profession and then it just gets dismissed. Well, it does here in Australia, to be honest, um, people don't understand our industry here. So it's a, it's a good place to start, I think. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, I've interviewed uh, 20 um, artists, so musicians, dancers, child child entertainers, uh, actors, music people who are in musical theatre. So people who I know and who wanted to be a part of this project and just they talk about... Their lives, what they've done with their career, um, COVID, where they were in the world, how they got back home, how they've struggled through that or not, you know, both negative and positive there. How they've coped, a message mm. to all performers who are currently in the industry and upcoming performers. And I wanted to create this because I wanted to inspire people and empower people and keep motivating people to keep going in our field because our field is so amazing. And it's frustrating that it's not seen as essential in my eyes. It is, but other people's not necessarily. And it's funny because during lockdown, everybody relied on entertainment to keep them going, right? <laughs> which is funny because, you know, if you say that about us, why are you listening to music or why are you watching movies you know it's the only thing that kept people sane I think during lockdown to have a sort of outlet and you know we're suffering and and I just wanted to showcase how important we are
0: to Hmm. society and I think that is a really important thing to do and that's why I created she initially can you tell about the name of where it came from why you named it she (laughs) She.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was looking for names and I had a few in mind, but I wanted it to be personal as well to me because I, it's my first creation that I've ever done. So she stands for Savannah Hanel Enterprise-Creative Industries. So everything to do with that. So that's where the name comes from. And I'm also a girl, <laughs> so <Sorry>. it <laughs> But also, Sherry, she will be a platform for future projects as well. It's not just interviews. I want to go into other other fields. Um, and whatever creative idea I have that I want to bring out to inspire people, I want to do that on this platform as well. So it's, it's going to be a diverse space for that.
0: What was the um, – when a lot of people were putting it on their Facebook, maybe on Instagram too, was it art – art is work or something. There was like a little graphic that you could put that over your... Everybody was doing at that stage too, putting
1: yeah. on, yeah, art as work.
0: I think of, but yeah, because there's just like, there was some campaign, I think it was in the UK, maybe it was other places, like Fatima, like she can, you know, she's about, but she can go be a, whatever, go get another job. And somebody I interviewed, I can't remember, give credit to whoever this was, but basically you don't tell somebody else, like, we'll just go get a different career. And I think even... When you think of how many hours you're in a dance studio, the equivalent of that, and then going to university, we still probably went way more hours, especially those of you who, you know, were doing ballet, how many days a week and your jazz and how much time is in the studio. If you took that and compared it to university, but you start young, like, it's not like you just did this fun, frivolous thing. It's so much work, the amount oh, of um, money that goes into that. It's like going to college and like it to just say, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah
1: athletes as well you know we train for this we have to be strong in certain if we're doing different dance styles we have to be strong in them you know we have to be flexible and we have to be fit so it's a it's a a lot of different things you know sport is a very big field in australia and you know on the news there's a sports channel there and they talk about oh this guy you know got hit in the face by a football and oh my goodness and they talk about silly things like this, <laughs> right? And, oh, wow, sports is so big, which is great, you know, it's part of the culture here, Australian culture, but there should be an arts news channel, I think. Not just for what's going on in Hollywood or anything like that, but for live entertainment, for shows, for plays, for musicals, for, for everything to do with that kind of industry and also it's good you know people are talking about movies as well but i think there needs to be something to talk about in our
0: profession mm. yeah to so raise yeah the awareness part i love that because I, I didn't realize that this is all australian or gold coast specific because i watched them and it's so well done which i'll ask you a little bit about that too oh. but you 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 ask a question so there's not you're not the interviewer so they don't hear your voice it's typed in and then they answer how do you how do you, what are you wanting them to share? Like what part are you wanting of their story to be known or what part of them are you trying to showcase the how you ask your questions?
1: I want the artists that I interview, the, the professional performers, I wanted to create this space to be honest, hmm. to not be showy or anything, to speak right. level of truth to them personally, what they've been through their experiences and how they can help other people with what they've gone through. And I think that's more important now than ever to do that, you know, to keep the spirit alive. So it's funny because when I was interviewing people, um, they were saying Savannah, this is a therapy session for me. Thank you so much, you know, because they were, some of them brought out some really dark, um, secrets and and things that they've been through and, you know, in the hope of helping other performers as well. So it's really beautiful. And I want to do some more interviews with people overseas and who are in a variety of different uh, industries as well
0: Hmm. in the
1: arts. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be a long,
0: how do you say, a long road. This isn't just a COVID Fun thing to fill up your days. This is meant to be longer term than just lockdown. There's like a university, actually, Sherry. Are you really?
1: Yeah, to study um, a Bachelor of Creative Industries, majoring in entertainment, to because I'm going to be in this field, I believe, my whole life, something creative. If it's not shows, then it's something else creative. And it'll also help with my new platform here, She
0: creating something that's going to wow people in the future so that'd be nice yeah there's something very uh, human when I watch watch the interview of how it's done and you you know they're not just sitting still the whole time you've got different camera angles which is wonderful but like you said of like just being honest because I think it's when people are just saying oh I'm so great and I'm making this and people you know people are like kind of posting all the fun things they're doing. But then when people start to say, I'm really struggling or like my whole purpose, I think that some of it as an artist, like my whole purpose is this. So I don't have a purpose oh. if I'm not doing it. And when somebody actually like kind of breaks the ice and says, yeah, this is hard. And someone goes, "Oh, well, thank God you said that out loud because like, what is wrong with me that everybody seems to be just like, And And so even this, like you're creating something which is inspiring, but it shouldn't make anyone feel guilty. Like, crap, I haven't done anything during COVID. I'm supposed to have written a book or like choreographed a show so that you can be wherever you're at. And when people are honest, I just think that we're more human, but also the stories are more intriguing, you know, when people, that's like, (laughs) like in the podcast, when people like are not like having to feel like they have to sell themselves because that's what you do on stage. That's what you get paid for outside of that. You're real humans with real hearts, with real stories, you know. And in isolation, you know, I'm sure
1: many other people felt like this too, but I felt completely alone and I was struggling with all of these feelings and I didn't know how to fix them or fix what I was feeling or anything like that. And so when I meet up with other performers that are going through the same thing, I feel, oh, it's not just me. Okay, we're all in the same boat. And it's a good space to, like you're doing with your podcast, Sherry, bringing people together and highlighting issues that you know that um, many people are going through, not just you. So yeah. it's, it's it's good to do something like that too. So,
0: so what are the, some what are some of the questions prompts that you have? Because again, it's not you talking to them; it's them on camera. And then I love how you just see it typed in, so it's <laughs> yeah. their voice. So what are some of the questions that you ask them?
1: So I ask them what where they've worked professionally in their career. I ask them, where were you when COVID-19 hit or began? Mm. I asked them, has COVID-19 been beneficial for you or have you struggled during this time? And if so, what are those struggles? How have you coped? What are some things that have kept you going? you know, and, and every answer is different, which I really love. Some people say family. Some people say, oh, I've started studying this. Some people say, oh, just keeping up the exercise to keep those endorphins going, you know. Um, and then I also ask them, if you could say one thing to all artists out there, what would you say?
0: Mm.
1: And so they have their message at the end, you know. And also um, when I interview uh, musicians, You know, they talk about collaborating with other artists, you know, if you want to work with somebody, you know, um, how to do that and what the process is like and when you're signed with record labels, what that process is like and how that works and also getting into our industry and how that works, you know, because it was funny, after high school finished, I mentioned this before in the podcast The before with my mother, but I was so lost and I didn't know what to do with myself. And even though my family was in the business, I didn't know how to get from Savannah, just finished and graduated high school to working professionally in a show. I didn't know how to do that. Yes, to go to auditions, but what if those fall through? How do you keep going? And, you know, just to talk about the process of how that happens. and, And I think that's really beneficial for upcoming.
0: Yeah. Well, that yeah. I feel like you're serving the ones that are currently working, but not working, but also those who are up and coming. To like, well, how does this work? Like, what? Look at this wealth of uh, information that you don't have to go Google it. That's
1: right. And if you're not from, you know, show business family, what those shows are that people have performed in as well. What are they? You know. So it's really a diverse uh, interview, and they they speak about many different things, which is really
0: amazing so yeah. that's like even doing like interviewing mostly bluebells but i've uh, interviewed a few from the moulin rouge but a lot of dancers here they only knew about la and la is not as strong an industry where people are running to get down there no, we have
1: those out there they don't know sherry so it's it's nice when i interview these different artists they've all worked somewhere different so yeah. it shows all the places that they've worked and, and spreads the word a little bit more
0: yeah, because I'm just like, well, have you thought about this? And i like, well, no, all they thought was L.A. And I'm like, do you know you could work on a cruise ship and make money? Like, what? Or, you know, take some singing lessons. There's musical theater. You get paid yeah. for it. And so, one, okay.
1: one, one performer that I interviewed, she, she said, oh, I can't be a dancer. Like, there's no career in that, you know, because she didn't come from a family. You know, she went to a dance school, but she didn't know what there was out there. And so it wasn't until her teacher showed her like all the different avenues that she was like, Oh, well I want to do this now because there is a market out there for
0: it, you know? So, yeah. Wow. So you didn't, so you were now formatting it or like, did you have any help or like, how do I do an interview? Did you kind of have an idea? Because you have to learn, like you said, you're kind of, somebody said the expression you're building the plane while you're flying it. Like you're learning as you're going.
1: That's exactly right. Yes. So I, I don't work with anybody else this is my creation and it's wonderful that these artists have given me their image to use and you know to showcase them in the way that i believe will be beneficial you know for them and it's 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 funny because you're using someone's image so you want to do a good job as well and i'm i'm editing all the videos and that that was a new avenue for me too and you know, all of this whole interviewing process. I love communicating with people and talking to people. But when you try and format it, you go, oh, what are the questions that I'm actually going to ask? Because everybody's slightly different, you know? So anyway, yeah, I, I do it all by myself. And along the way, I have friends who know a little bit more about how to navigate social media and how to you know, edit them because my computer at that stage didn't have much storage. And I was trying to edit them on my computer. And, and then my friend, his name's David Harris, he said, no, you've got to put it onto your hard drive so you can edit it from there. So, and saving them in different formats. So it's all a process, but I'm getting better and better as I go along.
0: Yeah. Cause that's the thing I was telling you before we started that I wanted to do this, but I did not I did. I mean, I was just learning Zoom, but like, how do you get it on Spotify? I'm starting to o- get overwhelmed. Like, wait, you ask questions for people who know, and that's where my daughter said I got to do the fun part of like setting up Zoom and talking to people. She, you know, will get knows how to get it on there and how to edit it down and and convert it. And I, those are the things that kind of held me up. But a lot of times, people have great ideas, but there's yeah. that block. Like, I don't know how to do this part. Well, like there are and people that, stop- that are very generous to share their knowledge with you if you ask, and that stops them from doing
1: or from bringing their works out so yeah I was thinking about all these things Sherry you know I didn't know how to format it or whatever but you just got to start it and you just got to showcase what you want at that time you know with the knowledge that you have even if it's very little and um you know work your way up from there it's all about experience and learning from yourself and what you can do and and you know these beautiful 20 performers that I've interviewed who are home, they've trusted me with that process as well. And I thank them so much. And it's, it's wonderful that they have put that
0: trust in me, which is beautiful. Yeah, That's a huge thing. Do you, um, do you do it in person or do you do it over zoom? Cause you have kind of a background, like, right? Is that. I know I set up a little studio and everything and they came and
1: I interviewed them face to face. So not over the computer. Oh.
0: Okay. Which, Cause I was like, that wouldn't work on zoom because you'd have all different quality of camera, but you're, you have a nice background. Like somebody's sitting on a stool or they move, I'm like, well, unless, that's yeah, that's I, bro. so they come and they get to have personal time with you, which that also feels wonderful to have somebody listen to you like right there.
1: And it, and it's more one-on-one and, and personal because when you're over the screen, you know, it's, it's not the same as if you're actually there with someone, you're feeling their energy and you're, you're asking them, what else would you like to speak about right now? And are you okay to share this? And, um, you know, so it's talking to them before the interview mm. starts in person and, and, um, yeah, and it's good to do that, you know, cause we're all here. So I might as well do that. But eventually when I interview overseas artists, of course it will be online and through the computer, but mm. hopefully it'll still have the same, uh,
0: authenticity about it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, there's something you use as therapy because if you just had an agenda, like let's just tell about your career, you can keep that very on the top of the surface without actually like getting to know the person. So that one-on-one, and, and again, like during COVID, you get to have somebody that gets you listen to you and then have people listen to it. Cause I, I even think of you guys, you know, you guys call it lodge. We'd like to say dressing room, but you guys are all together. And then all of a sudden you're like all separated. So you don't have that like nightly camaraderie, like just the, it's not just dancing together. It's like the conversations, it's your, your, your pod, it's your, your, and then to have that all scattered, it just feels like you, you might feel the importance of it now more than if before you went into that world where you have these people that are like-minded but different like you've got people from all over the world in those shows so you're always learning about people again like if you're an observer and a listener then you're gonna be really good at hearing people's stories and sharing it as opposed to like I've got an agenda and this is what I need to get out of you because you know there's something of hearing people's real voice their real story like how you said is there anything you'd like to speak about like that just offers a different freedom than like here's here's the questions I want to ask you.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, and I wanted it to be also a collaborative process, not just me dictating, you know. It's not like that. I, I wanted them to feel comfortable with what they're speaking about and, and um, yeah, tell, tell it from the heart, not so staged. Mm-hmm. But some people, they asked me, oh, can we have the questions, you know, before we do it because we're not so ready? And, and um, I gave them a basic outline but changed things on the day, you know, so it fitted their story a little bit more.
0: Yeah, it doesn't want to sound rehearsed. So if yeah. you were going to go back to the Lido, like say you could go back next month, which that would be amazing, would you keep going with this or what, what does it look like when you go back to Paris? I'll keep going with this. Um, and
1: all the things that I have in mind, like for example, I can share some with you, but I would like to create my own fitness brand, fitness wear, um something that's fabric that's environmentally friendly biodegradable or this kind mm. of you know to be sustainable for the world really yes. and, to have, and to have my own kind of design on there as well because you know it's all it's all the same I feel like when I go into the shops, it's all the same design and and yes it's very nice but we need something more I think with a little bit more edge you know um uh, <laughs> But also, you know, maybe to create a
0: arts channel as well. Yeah, you mentioned that. It needs to, because sometimes when people say, this needs to be, why isn't it there? Because you might be the person that needs to create it. Like when you see where there's a hole and you're more passionate about than than most people are, like, oh, you might be the one. That's exactly right. That sees what's needed and make it happen. Because, yeah, I would watch that all day long. That's, oh, that's not. Nice. <laughs> I, I mean, football player, like you said, I hit, got hit in the face with football. And football, but people were sports fans are like almost rabid about it. Like they know that's stats, nice. they know everything. Where's the arts channel here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well, and then also in the future when I have a bit more experience and I've performed a lot more, um, I'd like to create and produce my own shows, Sherry. Yeah. Just, so that, that's a future long-term plan but to bring you know a new creation into this world and I know that everything's kind of been done before but there's always room for new ideas so that's where this is kind of heading that way
0: which I think some people wait till their dance career's over then go well now what's next but would you do you think you would have even given your yourself the ability and the time and maybe even the hope to create this if it wasn't for COVID? Like no, when you're in pair, this was... Yeah. This would
1: have never happened, you know, because not having a job, um, being home and, you know, seeing people suffer who are my friends and also other people. Um, I, I, I just wanted to create something that would help not just myself, other people. And I wouldn't have done that if this pandemic wasn't here so I thank you pandemic in that sense uh-huh. <laughs> everybody's doing their creative projects and you know they're starting these businesses like you mentioned sharing and it's wonderful you know we need more creators and more people who are interested in that field
0: yeah well I don't know if, if this resonates with you but I you know I, I love podcasts I didn't really ever picture myself doing it you're like, doing a, so well. We're <laughs> listening to all of them, by the way. They're fantastic. And there's something of like I don't know if I'm going to be good at this. And this isn't a bragging because I know like I say things over and over. But there was something of of finding more of my real a deeper part of myself that I had never known. And and it's this sounds like it's not bragging, but it, it's because I know there's a lot of things that need to be improved. But I go, oh, I'm good at this. I did not know I would be good at this. But it's all the parts of my life that come together like i love story i love like hearing people's hearts and i love and I so love like actual the speaker you are
1: and making people feel comfortable as well that's a amazing asset that you have and it's great
0: because you can communicate with all different types of people thank you yeah thank you and there's something is like i've talked i think Athena, like when you when somebody gives you a compliment you feel like you have to say oh no but to say yeah like that doesn't diminish yeah. the fact that we oh. know we can still improve because I think it almost feels wrong to, to cause I want to tell like my best friends that like, I want them to listen, but it's not my friends that are listening to this. It's these new friends that I've made, but I want to share this because I want, I want someone to say, why does this matter to you? Because I feel like I want to share because this feels so personal. And, it's um, fun. And-, and That is the question that also, when I started here, I asked myself,
1: why, why am I so passionate about the arts industry why am i so passionate about performing what is that on a deeper level that i want to go ahead and do this what is it so Uh. i tried to search for the meaning and i asked other people um because it's quite deep actually you have to really dig deep and and sometimes you lose your footing when you dig deep but um my auntie i asked her and she said it gives us a higher sense of spirit performing My mother, she said, it brings out my alter ego that I usually wouldn't have, but it brings it out when I perform. Other people say, this is who I'm born to be. I'm a natural born performer. And if I didn't have this, I, I wouldn't know who I am. And you know, other people say, because it's an outlet of their everyday life, they like to switch off from what's going on at home or just, you know, at uni or whatever is going on and just to dance and dance from the soul and get whatever they're feeling out through the movement or you know whether that's singing or acting whatever the passion is but um, for me it's something that I've been around my whole entire life so far you know I'm 21 I'm still young but something that has I've grown up with I have friends all of my friends are performers or artists in some way and so I have A deeper knowledge of what they go through now and because I've worked over in Paris and I've seen that life and so I I understand that more and it's just it's I'm going to say that too it's something that I am and it's not something that I've entirely chosen to do people say you know it's it's been I was always going to do this I didn't know that but it's it's turned out that way
0: yeah oh my gosh that's so good I, uh, cause I've talked to somebody who was talk, talk that movie that's out right now, it's called soul. And we are talking about purpose because some people think, well, it's just programmed. Like your, your purpose is it. I'm like,
1: it's I remember purpose. someone's
0: exactly right. And I think, cause when you would say purpose, some people say it's to dance, but you're not going to be a dancer forever. So if you're not a dancer, like, do I have no purpose? And I'm so sure like, it. what is that deeper thing under? That's not your career.
1: That's right. And Sherry during, during COVID, I, I went up to see my friend in Brisbane and I said, gosh, I'm really not coping with life right now. Like, you know, what is going on? And she's like, yes, I'm a dancer. And I'm in this, you know, I went through a stage like that. I, I performed in Paris and i performed in shows, but where has that gotten me? I don't have. Hello.
0: I'm here. Am I frozen? uh Oh, are we still here? It'll come back. We'll edit it uh Oh, we'll keep hanging in here. Still there? Still there? Oh, we're back. Are you Are you ba- yeah, yeah we-, <laughs> we were back. <laughs> we can edit that little part. Okay, oh. let's edit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, that was such a good thought. About purpose, yeah. About like, who, but, what? Yeah, if, the
1: yeah. purpose. So I went up to Brisbane to see my friend, and I was, you know, not so good at that time. We went to see a Performance are a live performance. My cousin, he's in a band, so we went to see them. And when they started to perform and create their music, I, it's something hit me, something hit me and it, and it brought out this really deep emotion in me and live performance. Yeah, you can listen to the radio and hear songs on the radio, but it's not the same as feeling the energy transfer from an artist to you sitting in the audience it's something that opens up your core and your your soul and being a performer you get to make people happy you get to Mm. bring out their best features you get to um yes take them away from their life but it's more about giving people joy in their life and this is something that I never want to go without in my life. I, I love to
0: continue spreading joy to people. So that's why I want to go into the field. Yeah. And that will be your whole life. It won't end if you get an injury. It won't end if COVID takes, you know. Because I was like when I look at, I had to do this. Um, this might be good for everybody's listening. I had a life coach. It was kind of an accidental thing because I had a friend that her friend was a life coach that needed extra hours. I'm like, sure I'll do it. But she had me do this thing of calling 10 people that were close to me. And that I was only allowed to say this, I have a life coach, I have a question and I can't go into it any further. And the question I asked was, what shows up when I do? So I had friends that say, she said, just write everything they say. And if it's a duplicate, write it over and over. Cause you'll see some words keep coming over and over. And it surprised me. And so I, you know, I thought I like could say like I'm funny or whatever, but it, so much of mine came around community of building community but I, she sat with those words for a while. I gave her a whole long list and she came back with these words. It was love warrior, life force beacon and wisdom. And I went, what? Nobody said those exact words, but she kind of put it together. But she said, when you're living, that's your essence. So when you're living your essence, you are fully alive. But if you're like, I could perform and I might be using one of those and it's still fun and I can choreograph and pull out something I've done, but it's not the same as when I'm doing like kind of deeper work with people. Like I." this thing called embody when people are coming to who they are like all the things that get in the way of our trauma and what we've been told like when they really find themselves I go that is when I am the most alive she goes that's your essence and so if it's and it's kind of feels different than purpose in a way too because it's like when you fully show up like yeah I think it might be a little bit different but I think you're hitting on it because this podcast it is it feels like there's a belonging because we all kind of had our, our group and then we get, you know, we've stopped doing the shows and we have our family. But when people start talking about these days, they're kind of remembering they're a part of this thing. And I think it is even like wanting to do my little video thing. is like we're all connected all around the world. But you have this family. It's like you have a place that you belong. And so you talked about bringing joy. Like that. that's purpose. That's your essence. It's not you trying to do something. It's you being you when you're fully you and I just love that because you see people do it they're alive and when you don't get to do it because of whatever reason like well no you can still bring joy and it doesn't have to be your job this is also
1: a important point about creations and you know creating certain projects or your brand or whatever is that you want to expand people's vision and people's minds wider so that they can see more types of beauty and more types of, I don't know how to say it any other way, but just to expand, just basically to expand their vision so they can have an appreciation of more different forms of art. Mm.
0: And that like purpose, essence, because if you are doing your interviews with people, you're doing that. When you're on stage at the Lido, you're doing that. If you're on stage in Australia, doing that. When you start to produce your own shows, if it's not a job or just something, just cause you're good at it, but if you are living into that, you're living into your essence, your purpose, where if you fully show up as opposed to like, I'm just good at these things, you know, that's or right. it feels so de- And I just listening to your passion, it feels so much from that truer place of your essence. And if you're getting that and feeling that at such a young age, it's such a beautiful thing because your generation needs to have somebody to follow. That's their age but also it goes oh my gosh you can have a whole lifetime of this instead of people waiting until they are burnt out and go wait what am i doing like what is yeah, my life who am right.
1: i yeah and it <sighs> takes time to figure out why you for me it took time why am i a dancer why do i why do i like doing this and and so yeah 2020 has been really a year of reflection or and on myself and also my career of what I had because everything moved so quickly and understanding who I am as well and it's and it's been good and I've created she as a part of that and and a part of like you said before bringing people together and sharing joy
0: inspiring mm. so we're gonna we're gonna close this and I had two questions but we kind of already <laughs> addressed it but maybe to make it... Uh, well, one of the questions, Gary. Well, one of the questions I was going to... Because you kind of started there and you answered it anyway, but like, what have oh. you learned about yourself in this process of COVID, but also just creating something new? Because I think we don't know parts of ourselves until we're challenged that way or until that essence gets to meet the challenge. So what is it you have learned and not like, here's my lesson, like more of those deeper. I love that we went there trying to turn into like, a, oh, I forgot we're recording. I'm just having so much fun. This is <laughs> the stuff that I totally get nerdy about. Like these conversations yeah, me fuel. So that was funny. Like, Oh, that's right. This is on a podcast. I was just thinking like, oh yeah, you guys go ahead and go get some coffee. Savannah and I <laughs> have this great conversation. <laughs> You're all included because if this stirs something, I think it's a time in life that we, we have this opportunity instead of moving back into things that maybe weren't our real path. Not that, I mean, you could still have the same path. It could just be different in intention. So that question is like, what what have you learned in this process? Not just as a answer of, I'm a nice person.
1: (laughs) No, what have I learned in this process? I've learned that no matter how much time you spend on editing or filming or whatever, if you get the message out that that person has to share out to the world then it's a little step closer to bringing positivity right now so mm, so it's, needed right now i've i've learned it's a it's hard work but that work is necessary to get the message out and also to oh, this is a hard question, Sherry. <laughs> you kind of answered it in all different ways. That's right. What have I learned in this process? Well, I've learned that you have to have a lot of different skills as well. Um, and to create something, you know, there's a lot of meaning behind the creation, even the logo. That was a hard oh. creating. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. So basically... <sighs> so basically there it's all of these lines on top so it's, it's a woman and the hat represents mystery and up here it represents sun energy creativity and all of these lines represent all the zodiac signs so all the 12 oh my gosh bringing people together so it was kind of a creation in that way but i've just learned how beautiful people are as well in this process and how you know there's so much light and love from performers and how they want to do good things in this world and even now you know they're they're either yoga teachers or they're fitness instructors and bringing helping people become healthy and all of this so they're beautiful people and this is another thing that I've learned in this process as well and it, working hard on something sometimes is you know it's 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 difficult but but also it's something that you love and it in the end it's so worth it and it's meeting new people along the way and understanding their stories and who they are as a person as well so there are a lot of things that I could say but they're they're the ones that come to my mind at the moment Mm.
0: well just like I know like we're hitting things so heavy in the United States right now it's like every every week we're like oh crap and then you read the news and you're like people suck. Like you can just get super cynical (laughs) because there's so much hatred. There's so much division, but then you go talk to people like, no, people are wonderful. Not every, you know, there's things that are really ugly and nasty right now, but, but there is like, when you talk to people one-on-one and like, people are pretty amazing.
1: They are, you know, there's
0: goodness in there, even if they struggled. And I think when that gets drawn out, it's good for them. It's also good for people to see people outside of what they assume.
1: That's exactly right. And seeing so a different the, side to them that you would may, um, normally see on stage, you know, you see their more deeper side as well, and it's it's beautiful to
0: connect. Yeah. With. Oh. So the question that you end with, I'm going to ask you that one. Like, what is your last question that you ask your people? Is it the last one? Yes. Yeah, like so what the you last what one. You would like, artist? Can you say the question and then answer the question? I'll put it all on you.
1: Oh. Okay. <laughs> If you would like to say something to all artists around the world right now, what would you say?
0: And how would you answer
1: I would say dig deep into what you're feeling. Let your emotions be what they are. Say thank you, all right, I'm feeling this, now let's push it away. Continue on with what you love to do, whatever that is connect with yourself more I find it helps during this time because we're all by ourselves and we're thinking a lot so writing those thoughts down and getting them out and continuing to do things that you love and that inspire you and keep you going whatever that is Mm. so it doesn't have to necessarily be something big but just even spending time with family or talking to a friend or something that excites you and that you wake up and you want to do every day.
0: Mm, that's why I woke up today and I'm like, okay, I have this. Oh, uh, and well, I get to talk to Savannah tonight. So oh, That like, okay. it's, that, was me, that was me too. Yeah. So I look forward to this. I really do. Um, yeah. It's like we're both living, it's fun to get, we're both living our, our passion and our purpose and like, it's just conversation and just doing what we think about doing and actually like, going for it like let's put this put wheels on this and get it going
1: and I'd also say to everybody that I love you all and we're all bloody strong and we're all pushing through it and it's fantastic and we'll come back stronger than ever I think after this pandemic it'll be like the 1920s you know like the roaring 20s the oh, gas yeah. era where we all go out we all enjoy life to the fullest and I hope that will happen one day
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. There's gonna be so much things that have been percolating in people's heads that get to finally come come out. So for people to find you, where where will they look for um, she creatives in, in industries? I say that right? What yes. She creative
1: industries. So it's based on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So all of the platforms, and I'm now in the process of creating a website as well. So we'll be on the world wide web.
0: Oh my, are you creating that yourself or do you have help?
1: I'm, I've am i actually started to create it myself, yes. Good for um, you, wow. Yeah, that's right. So that's something else that I'm learning about. I just need someone to host it now. So that's yeah. all I'm looking for. Um, but it's also great, you know, if you're struggling to have some help with that as well, creating the the website. So it all works perfectly. But yeah, so that's where you can find
0: well, by the time this comes out, we, um, if you're okay with me, you have some of the most amazing photos. So if we can post some photo, fo- put some photos of you at the Lido, but also like that beautiful logo. We can have that. And then also links to where they can find you. So people Baby. can hear these stories and support you and just see like, yes, this is something I'm that <laughs> right now. Let's do it. <laughs> the babies that are being born during COVID <laughs> are not just physical human babies. They're like, creations and arts and...
1: and it's funny Cherry, because some people that i've interviewed also have their own creations as well like one um one performer amber i performed with her in cabaret de paris recently and also at lido she's putting on her own show up in brisbane right now And and you know everybody has their thing that they're doing so yeah come watch support artists follow them and
0: yeah, yeah. hopefully this will get people to follow you which will follow them which will follow what they're doing and we can just expand this network that we have this global ability right now thanks to technology and COVID that we can like see all these things we probably didn't have time to see before or maybe the platforms weren't there so
1: thank you for having me on here I really Love talking to you today.
0: Oh, so good! And I, every time I talk to anybody in the show, like when I can be there, I will be the most enthusiastic person in the audience, and I'll want to go backstage and I'll want to re-interview everybody and I'll want to do pictures because I just am so impressed with the cast, just uh, of their their character, their drive, their beauty, their just every person has impressed me so much, and so I just again I keep saying how we're just cheering you guys on and and uh, want to come see the show and I don't know if everybody I've interviewed will come back because people have moved to different things and but maybe we'll we'll just have to have a reunion where we're all together either on one side of the stage or the other but just to celebrate that there's so many good stories that come out of
1: and we definitely feel there will be that day where that will happen so oh, can yeah
0: switch. Oh my thank gosh, thank you so much, Savannah. Best to you and we will be following your journey and celebrating and just um you're just you're just delightful. That's my new favorite word is delightful. <laughs> oh, you so and you are too. Have oh, a good day. Thank you. thank you so much. Take care. Oh wait, uh-huh. before we go, I have one thing i have been finishing my podcast with because everybody oh. talks about the word pivot like how we everybody, non-dancers are saying like, you have to pivot in your industry. You have to pivot in your career. Like it's just a, a word. I don't know if it's over there, but in America that's used for everything. And oh so God. I just said, we'll make the R word. So my, my ending now, and I want to make t-shirts that sparkle that say pivot, swivel, bevel and shine. Woo-hoo, I so love it. If you want to say that, that's my word. I'd have you sign me off with that. So it's bev- uh, pivot, be- pivot, swivel, bevel and shine. So go ahead. Pivot, swivel, bevel, and shine. We just threw some glitter up in the air. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we'll say goodbye. Thanks, Sherry. Thank (laughs) you so much. Bye, thank you.